0: You're listening to the Effortless Life Podcast, episode 52. Today, we're talking about 10 reasons why you should totally ditch those New Year's resolutions and what to do instead if you want to set goals for yourself that you can actually hit this year. That's coming up next, so stay tuned. Globally ranked among the top shows in business and education, we're changing the way entrepreneurs work by changing the way they think about work. If you're ready to run your business like a real CEO, instead of your business running you, you're in the right place. You don't have to work as hard as you think you do to create the influence, income, and impact you deserve. It's time for a new way to do business. This is the Effortless Life Podcast. Here's your host, Courtney Elmer. Before we jump in today, I want to give a shout out to our featured listener of the week, at Stormy Norman, who says, I first heard Courtney speak at a conference I attended, and I thought, this is exactly what I need to help me move in the right direction. So I started following her right away, and once I heard she had a podcast, I knew it was a must listen. The best part is that unlike the conference where I heard her speak just one time, now she's available to provide the guidance, the motivation, and the knowledge I need every week whenever I need it. You know, this is one of the main reasons that I started a podcast. I wanted a way to be able to connect with my community, you listening to my voice right now in a deeper way than I could on social media. And a podcast was the way that I saw to do it. I wanted to be in your ears, in your space every week, as if I was right there working alongside you, guiding you to greater levels of success than you could achieve on your own. And learning how to do it in a way that's easy and fun and effortless. So thank you, Stormy, so much for taking the time to share your feedback with me, because this really helps me to know that I'm on the right track. And for you listening, when you take the time to write us a review, it helps other people find the show too, so that they can also hear this valuable message. So Stormy, you just paid it forward, and you're helping to create a ripple effect that will touch the lives of more entrepreneurs than you could have ever imagined. And if you're listening... Make sure that you're subscribed to the show so that you know every week as soon as a new episode drops. And if you have 30 seconds, I would deeply appreciate you taking that time to write me a short review and share your thoughts on the show. This helps me know what kind of content that you want to see next. And when you leave us a five-star review, I might just feature you as our next listener of the week and give you a shout out right here live on air. All right, now tell me if this sounds familiar and be honest. Every year, when January 1st rolls around, you've got your word of the year picked out and your list of resolutions ready. And you start off pretty strong, but as luck would have it, life happens and something gets in the way and takes you off course. Maybe it looks like you saying you're gonna get up early the next morning and you even set your alarm, but you hit snooze four times and stumble out of bed 30 minutes later than you said you would. Or maybe you wanted to start drinking more water and give up caffeine. But somehow, mid-afternoon, you discover that your hand has a mind of its own and you, the innocent bystander, watch it reach for another cup of coffee. Or has that only happened to me? The beef that I have with New Year's resolutions is that most people go about setting them the wrong way. And in case you didn't know, the average New Year's resolution lasts a grand freaking total of 12 days. 12 days! That's basically the same as a nice summer vacation, after which you come home and get back to life in the real world. So if you're like most, barely two weeks into this whole new year, new me thing, you wind up right back where you started, which sounds more like new year, same me, better luck next time. Don't tell me you can't relate to this. I can't begin to tell you the years and the time that I have wasted setting New Year's resolutions only to snap back to my old habits a couple of weeks later like a rubber band. That is, until I discovered a totally different way to go about changing your habits in order to get the desired result that you want. Now, there's a lot of layers to this process, and today I'm going to do my best to show you why the standard old way of setting New Year's resolutions is ineffective and show you the first steps you can take to get what you want much more easily and effortlessly. Of course, right? That's why we're here. Now, chances are, if you're listening to my voice right now, you're one of those smart people who doesn't like to waste your time on things that don't work. So first, I'm going to make a case for why you should ditch the resolution process altogether, and then we'll dive into what you should do instead. You ready? Okay, here's the short list. Number one, New Year's resolutions aren't the most effective way to achieve your goals Because they only scratch the surface of real change. Number two, by definition, resolution means deciding to do or not do something, which is a really black and white approach. And this approach doesn't work because this all or nothing mentality can set you up to fail because the moment you slip up, you give up. All right. Number three. Progress towards your resolutions can be hard to measure. How do you know how much progress you've made? You don't. And this creates a tendency to focus on the progress that you haven't made versus the progress that you are making. And in case nobody has told you this, focusing on the progress that you haven't made is the fastest path to discouragement and demotivation. Is that a word? I don't know. But you get what I'm saying. All right. Number four, people tend to make the mistake of setting too many resolutions at once, which leads to them achieving none at all. Number five, most resolutions aren't specific enough, plain and simple, and without a concrete plan of action to achieve them, your brain is going to fight you back and it's going to resist change. And that's why it's so hard to see change whenever you're relying solely on your willpower. Number six, people tend to overestimate what they can achieve. And when they do that, it's easy to quickly talk yourself out of doing the work required to achieve it. Number seven, real change takes time. Period. But since we're culturally conditioned for instant gratification, thank you social media and the internet, it makes it easy to give up before you see any progress. Number eight, people tend to confuse resolutions with goals, and they're not the same thing. I'll explain more about this in a second, but what you need to know is that resolutions and goals are two different things with two different and completely distinct meanings. Number nine, case no one has told you this, you can set goals for yourself any time of year. There's nothing special about the time of year that you set goals that makes you magically inclined to achieve them. So that means you don't have to wait until January 1st to jumpstart change. So just skip the hype. Number 10, real change happens at an identity level. And this is what I want to explore more with you here today. This is also why focusing purely on the outcome that you want, for example, to lose weight, actually makes it harder to achieve it. Psych! So in summary, if you want to set yourself up for failure, set a New Year's resolution. But if you want to be successful and achieve goals that last long term, well, keep listening. Most people... Make a few key mistakes when it comes to setting resolutions. The first thing is they don't understand that there's a difference between a resolution and a goal. A resolution is a firm decision to do or to not do something. I'm going to quit smoking. Whereas a goal is the object of a person's ambition or effort, it's an aim or desired result. Being resolute means drawing your line in the sand. Deciding to do the thing or not do the thing. Whereas a goal is something that you drive toward and focus your efforts toward intentionally. I like to think of goals more as like the end zone in a football field. That's the aim, and you're adjusting the plays to get there. And people confuse the two, which is why they conclude that New Year's resolutions don't work. But inherent in setting a resolution is this level of attachment that actually causes it not to work. As in, if I can't do it perfectly, then it's not worth doing at all. But can we agree that pro football players never move the end zone? No, they simply adjust the plays to get there. Secondly, following this all-or-nothing mentality, most people create these resolutions slash goals in one big chunk, as if they think that by changing all of these things at once, they'll exponentially catapult themselves to being a better version of themselves. And if they don't change them all at once, well, then they're not worth changing at all. But it doesn't work like that. Having this divide and conquer mentality does not work when it comes to goal setting because your brain is hardwired to resist change and it can't focus on more thing at once, not well anyway. This is why you should also stop multitasking, you know? But that's another episode for another day. So if you want to make changing your habits easier, focus on changing one of them at a time. I know that sounds so counterintuitive and it seems like the slow approach, but what's more important? Setting 14 goals that you can't hit because your attention is divided between all of them at once? Or setting a goal that you can easily attain because you're singularly focused before moving on to the next one? Which approach will get you the best results in the shortest amount of time? One every few weeks or months consistently over time? Or 14 at once that you give up on a week later and keep starting over at square one. Tortoise and hare, my friend. Tortoise and hare. All right, so here's the good stuff that I really wanted to get into with you today. It's the counterintuitive, countercultural way to get what you want. Now, I'm going to walk you through this, and it's going to sound completely backwards at first because it's not the way you're probably doing things right now. But stick with me till the end and hear me out. Because I promise when you walk away from this episode, this is going to make so much sense and you'll be thinking about your goals completely differently. If you want to create a new habit or change an unwanted behavior, you've got to change who you're being to get the result you want. So most people do this backwards. They create outcome-based goals rather than identity-based goals. They say, all right, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. That's the outcome they want. But then in order to go about getting that outcome, they change their behavior. They might say, all right, I'm not going to eat carbs anymore, just veggies and chicken for me from now on. And then they mistakenly assume that by changing their behavior, they'll achieve the desired outcome, which is weight loss. And when they achieve the outcome, then they'll be a different person in identity, the healthier person that they want to be. But the problem is that you cannot get the outcome that you want without changing who you're being in order to get it first. Most people say that in order to have this, I need to do this, and then I'll be this. For example, in order to have a healthier weight, then I need to do X, Y, and Z, like cut out carbs or work out more or hire a nutritionist or whatever, then I'll be the healthy person I'm seeking to be but they've got it totally backwards. The secret to reaching your goals faster is to change who you're being first, then change what you're doing to have the outcome that you want. So instead of saying, I'm not eating carbs this year because please, who can last longer than two weeks on a goal like that? Saying, I'm the type of person who eats like a healthy person is more effective long-term. As my good friend Jess puts it, she says, I first imagine my future self. Who am I becoming in this process? And when I arrive, when I have that outcome, what are my values and beliefs at that level? What do I believe differently about myself then than I do now? And once she identifies that, she starts embodying those beliefs and those values now to get the outcome that she wants. Most people try and change their behavior or their environment to get the outcome they want. But real change takes place at a much deeper level. It takes place at the level of your beliefs, your values. It takes place at the level of your identity. That's the identity shift. So if you want to be a healthier person, embody the beliefs and the values of a healthy or a fit person. How do they think? How do they act? How do they eat? If you want to be a writer, embody the beliefs and values of a writer. A writer probably writes every day, which means they're consistent. They practice their craft, so they're also persistent. So to become a writer, all you have to do is embody the values that writers have, consistency and persistence. Or as my friend and one of my fellow coaches, Nick, would tell you, it's not the goals that matter. It's the daily activities and the ways of being that get you there. So this tiny little shift from what you don't want, like extra weight or clothes that don't fit, etc., to what you do want, which is To be a healthier person helps you stay motivated long term, number one. No more goals fizzling out along the way and going wherever goals go to die. By identifying who you want to become in the process of achieving said goal, it tricks your brain into making choices that align with your desired outcome. Pretty cool stuff. So, to wrap this all up, here's the cheat sheet Don't focus on more than one goal at a time. Don't set goals that are too big or too broad or not specific enough. And please do not wait until January 1st to set goals or resolutions. Do change your habits one at a time. Do find a tangible way to measure your progress. Do reward yourself when you reach your desired outcome. And most importantly, if you walk away from this episode with nothing else, please remember this. Do identify who you will be once you achieve that goal. Imagine you've already achieved it. How are you different than you are right now? Then start acting that way now. And most of all, don't give up if you don't hit your goal in the time frame you want it. Remember, pro NFL players never move the end zone. They just adjust the place to get there. And if you're looking for more tools on how to streamline and structure your business so that you can scale and grow without the overwhelm and the overwork, then I want you to make sure you're on the list to be notified when my next live workshop goes live, where I'll walk you through step-by-step the four components you must have in your business in order to get out from behind the scenes and step into your power and into your calling as the visionary leader that your business needs you to be so that you can lead your business and your team to the next level of growth in revenue. I'd love to have you join me for that next live workshop. We do these by invite only. So here's what you need to do. You'll need to add yourself to the waitlist so that we can notify you via email as soon as we put together the dates and the times for the next training. And you can do that right now at CourtneyElmer.com slash CEO. That's CourtneyElmer.com slash CEO. And while you've got your phone out, if you've ever got a question that you want to ask me, I hang out on Instagram. You can send me a DM there. My personal account is at Courtney Elmer underscore. I really love hearing from listeners like you. It lights me up when I see your name in my inbox and know that you are a loyal listener of the show. So hit me up there and you can find me again, my personal account at Courtney Elmer underscore. Now coming up next week, I've got a very special guest joining me who's going to give you the ultimate work at home survival guide, how to navigate the ups, the downs, the distractions of working at home and juggling your life and family in the mix. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you know as soon as that episode drops and join us back here next week. Until then, go live your effortless life. I'll see you next time.